Welcome to the FootballCoachesCorner.com podcast, where football coaches come to collaborate. Today's podcast, we have a head coach from Pike Road in Alabama, Patrick Browning. Uh, coach Browning, welcome to the podcast. Man, appreciate having me, Mark. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, Patrick, uh, I guess you and I met uh, quite a few years ago, and, uh, you know, I, I listened to you uh, one night on a Glazer presentation. It was one of those uh, – one of the things they used to do during the week. It was uh, – I can't exactly remember what they used to call them, but, uh, you, you know, you would get on there and kind of do it on, on your own on the computer and some of the stuff that you were – presenting on really caught my attention so I kind of reached out to you and I guess we uh kind of hit up uh, a little, little bit of a conversation maybe and and ended up meeting down at uh we were both speaking down in Atlanta at the Glazier Clinic so I guess that's probably the first time we met face to face was down in Atlanta right yeah um you know we, it's hard to find guys that are like-minded I mean a, a lot of guys are spread guys but spread is such a misnomer now. I mean, what really is spread? I mean, <laughs> so you got to find guys that are doing what you do and have similar thought processes, but at the same time do things different enough where you're constantly pushing each other to get better. And, you know, I think that's why we stayed in touch over the years. Um, you know, we, I think, fit that mold of what we're trying to do to a defense and, you know, not just from a defensive or offensive standpoint, but just a total program uh, standpoint. So, you know, um, I'm glad we, get, glad we got to hook up and maybe we can share some thoughts that's going to help some people tonight. Oh, yeah. Like you said, one, you know, one of the biggest things, it's, it's nice to have somebody uh, from another state that you can talk to and you can be honest with that you don't have to worry about running into in the playoffs or we don't have to worry about you know, hey, is this guy going to tell this guy this or whatever it might be? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but we've got kind of, you know, similar paths, I guess. Uh, obviously, you're a lot younger than I am, but similar paths with our programs that we're in now. So it's just kind of neat to do those things. Uh, I think I actually flew you up here one time, and you spent a, a couple of days at my house uh, back when I was yeah. at, uh, at North Davidson, and uh, you kind of – I remember myself and you and our coaches sitting in the coach's office and and going through a lot of the stuff that we were we were doing at that point. We were doing a little bit of it. You were doing more of it, and you kind of coached our guys through it. And I, you know, and I'll tell you, um, you know, I think it meant a lot to our coaches, and we 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 learned a lot during that time. And I think maybe uh, our our relationships a little bit you know developed during that time, and uh, just got a little bit more. And more of that, like you said, that trust factor, being able to bounce things off each other, whether it's offense, defense, or weight room stuff, or, you know, whatever it might be. So, uh, um, for those of, uh, my, my listeners that don't know about you, tell us a little bit about your, uh, your coaching career. So, like, how you got to where you're at now. Yeah. You know, I started as a student assistant, you know, one of those volunteer guys that nobody knows about at, uh, Auburn, uh, actually when Tony Franklin was coming in. And I ended up going from Auburn to a local high school, started out coaching receivers. And from there, um, 
spent some time and landed my first offense coordinator position at Davil High School. And at Davil, um, you know, Coach Richard White, that's who actually, you know, allowed me to cut my teeth as a coordinator. And uh, he really just gave me the keys. And then he's a defensive head coach. He really wanted nothing to do with offense, to be honest. And uh, that that was uh, really what made my career start to take off. And like you said, through – uh, webinars and through clinics, um, your network just kind of starts to grow, uh, especially if you're giving, you know, good relevant content to, uh, you know, coaches. I mean, they, they, you know, they can tell when something's good or something's not good and they won't know if they want to know for more information about it or not. Uh, so from there, that springboarded me to a division one quarterback's coaching job in Texas. Um, might want to dabble in college coaching again one day, but at that time, uh, I really want to get back to the high school ranks after, um, you know, try doing, doing a test run in the college ranks and actually went back to Davel and was planning on staying there. You know, I had some other offers, but you know, I had family around the area and, uh, that's where I wanted to be. And, I got a call about a new start. You know, I was getting calls all the time by head job openings. I just, I was very selective, very picky, really wasn't looking. And I got a call about Pike Road. And what was so interesting is when I took the Pike Road job, you know, it was a brand new startup. I mean, we had nothing. We, we had, we didn't have footballs. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was nothing. It was from scratch. Literally no buildings, nothing. I mean, I can, I still remember us building power racks out of wood and metal and going to the ground. So, um, and then flip the script, like you said, you know, you're in a very, you're in a very similar situation, uh, at your new, at your new position as well. Yeah, I think, uh, how, now how, how old were you when you landed your first OC job? Cause you were, you, you were pretty young, com- comparable. Oh man. Let's see. I think I was 23 years old, and then I got then I got then I got my first head job at 30. And okay, that, well, that's, 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 we got that we got that kind of in common. I was uh yeah I was 30 31 when I got my first head job, and uh and it's uh it's kind of interesting, but at 23 to be to be calling the offense, I mean I would. That's a that's that's fast track, no doubt about it. But I mean, like you said, <laughs> coming from a good good lineage there too, with uh, you know, being on the staff at Auburn and being there, being around those guys. You know, one of the things I've always uh, you know, liked to talk to you about is uh, just the organization part of it. I mean, the the you know, you and I have talked about uh, everything from from signal boards. I think I might have even I think I got some signal boards from you at one time, and we talked about that. We talked about mm-hmm. just the way to. Uh, to introduce the offense to the kids and and everything to make it look complicated to the other team, but not be complicated to your team. You know that's uh and that's one of the things I've always uh, uh you know you know thought that was pretty neat. And uh, like you said, it was it's kind of it's kind of crazy. We're in two different states, but you know you take your job at Pike Road, which is like you said, starting up from scratch, and then at the same time I was taking. 
the job at Oak Grove, which was started from scratch. So we had each other to really, really bounce ideas off mm-hmm. of. I mean, just, uh, you know, talking about, like you said, talking about weight room stuff. You know, when, when we started, we started school. The school wasn't even open, half of it. So we had no weight room. Uh, we had no summer program. We had to go outside, and I think we were using, you know, cement blocks and bands and medicine balls and, you know, doing all that stuff at the beginning. Uh, but it's just neat, I think, and I think you would probably mm-hmm. say the same thing. Uh, you you learn a whole lot that you that you didn't really think about when you're when you're starting a new program, you know, from scratch. Man, it, it's made me. I always prided myself on being a detailed person, but. The amount of attention to detail from starting from scratch is just on a whole other level. Um, you know, the parallels are very inter- interesting too between our two programs. Uh, you know, we were undefeated, which no one really cares about middle school and JV being undefeated, but you know, we, we didn't lose a game for two years and it was kind of almost an Achilles heel for these guys because they really didn't understand how to overcome adversity. And, you know, we started the first year of varsity with absolutely no seniors, mostly sophomores and freshmen. I would say 70% of the team were sophomores and freshmen. So, you know, we're out there with already babies. And somehow we're at 5 and 0. Okay. <laughs> and we we finished the season six and five, okay, and we lost a couple games late. I mean, when I say late, we're leading with less than five minutes to go, and it the, the kids did not understand how to overcome adversity. That's just that was the bottom line. They didn't know how to respond in practice the next week. Um, and then towards the end of the season, you know, we, we, we creeped in the playoffs, which, you know, somebody told me after the season's over, you know, we made history. We were the first team ever in the state of Alabama start up, no seniors to even make the playoffs. But I'm a competitor. I want to win every game, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Amen. Yeah. There was some cleanup to do with the mindset of overcoming adversity in the and they, we did it. I mean, we met the next year. Um, you know, we went undefeated. Uh, uh, we had, we lost in a tough game to Mobile Christian second round, didn't play our best game. They played a good game. Hats off to them. They went to the state championship game. Um, should have won it, lost in the final seconds on them based on the Hail Mary pass. Uh, but, you know, I say all that to get to the point of, you know, I think you, you had a lot of similar parallels to that as well, right? I mean, well, with your, it's, it's, with your team. it's extremely, extremely interesting that you said adversity. Uh, you know, we went through the same thing, started with the JV program. I think our JV program the first year was, was, uh, I, I think we were eight and two. Uh, you know, we come back the next year, like you said, with, with no seniors. Uh, you know, our we had one goal. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. We we preach this goal all the time, guys. We're gonna we're gonna make the playoffs. That's our goal. Well, we finish up and instead of six and five, we finish up five and six. We were 
but we were looking at the the rankings. We were two two games or two teams out of making the playoffs, so we didn't get it. You know, we didn't get there. But but you know, you kept talking about adversity, and one of my coaches, my DC, said to me one time this this past year before we started, he said, "Man, these kids, you know, things have kind of come easy to these kids. I mean, you know, they won in middle school, they came over here and won, went eight and two, and." And JV, then our JV had a successful season the next year. Our varsity guys were five and six, which, you know, that was probably the expectation for a lot of people. You know, you guys don't have any seniors, you know, whatever. And so he kept saying the whole time, we got to make sure these kids understand how to, uh, to get through that adversity. And, uh, you know, fast forward to this year, uh, we end up going 10 and two. Uh, you know, we, we were fortunate enough to win our conference, but in the first round playoff game, we had some adversity and it kind of all the things that we had talked about kind of came to, came to fruition there. You know, we, we didn't know how to respond. We got down early. Uh, the other team played really well. And it's kind of one of those deals where you look back and go, you know, that guy was right. I mean, you know, you're mm-hmm. still successful. And like you said, everybody, you know, you want to win. And when you look, when you're able to look back at the season, you say, man, we had a great season. I mean, we, we, we won our conference. We did a lot of things. We thought, uh, that we were maybe a, a, maybe a year ahead of schedule, but we just didn't quite get to where we wanted to be. So I think that's, uh, you know, that is, that's a tough thing to, uh, the institute is, uh, trying to put your kids through some adversity at an, at an, at an early age or at an early program too. Yeah. Yeah. You talk about. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to piggyback off that. You know, you talked about being detailed. Man, just piggybacking on adversity. You know, I, we, we planned the whole year of things we could do in the off season leading up to the first game to co- create adversity. Probably a little overboard because we ran a lot of previous starters off, so-called starters. You know how that works. Um, yeah. And – it was the best thing we we could, we ever did, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I think that's uh and that's still something you know. You look at all kinds of programs now; they're bringing in, uh, you know, the, these uh, military military people to put them through all kinds of different things and to see who's, uh, you know, who's going to do. You know, you and I talked a little bit about what our off season workouts look like now with this, you know, with the COVID issue. You know, how can we how can we use this to our advantage by you know, creating a little bit of leadership. How can we, you know, gain something by, you know, giving our workouts to the kids and saying, all right, guys, it's on you now. You do them. You know, and I think that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's what I've always thought about this is, is let's use this, you know, obviously none of us want to be in the situation we're in now, but, you know, let's use this as a, as a way to build some leadership and try to, try to come out on the other side of it looking a little bit better. So, um, let's yeah, talk absolutely. about your, 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 your job at, at at Pike Road. So when you when when you got the call and you went and, and interviewed with them and met with them, what are some of the things that you think that maybe were you know you don't like to say non-negotiables or demands, but some things that you felt like you needed to have from administration for you to be successful. Number one was the commitment to allow me to bring in coaches, and I knew starting out that to build the staff the way I wanted to build it 
it wasn't going to happen in year one. It wasn't going to happen in year two fully. And I, you know, I, I was looking at this as okay. By the end of our first varsity season, I want to be able to look back and say, you know, we've got a full coaching staff and we've got all the tools we needed. And second part was the the ability to raise money and not just the school system give us money, but you know, us go out and raise money just to to, to not have as many handcuffs or um, you know rules in place that they're holding us back because it doesn't matter what where you're at starting a football program it's expensive <laughs> that's so you gotta have money I mean you gotta have money that and you don't have to have the best of everything starting out but there's still some not negotiable things you need like like weights like they had no weights when I got here. Uh, the superintendent at the time promised me that we could purchase weights. Uh, they had a storage shelter that, uh, like a portable storage shelter that was basically empty. Uh, I got a commitment from them to let us use that. So I kid you not, for a year, um, our, our football stuff, okay, was stored in this, you know, 12 by 20 trailer and when I say stuff it consisted of uh our bars, our plates, um, you know, kettlebells, dumbbells, whatever we had that we used for weight equipment, we would store it in there. And then again we had these outdoor power racks that we built and we had a tent we put up <laughs> and we stored on these P V C racks that we built um to put shoulder pads and helmets. And so, you know, I say all this to just get the point of, you know, you, you gotta have a certain amount, of, you gotta have a certain amount of money just to even do that. But more, more so than anything, I, the advice I would give people, not just in a startup that we did from scratch, was if there's a will, there's a way. Like, I, I never yeah. let it creep into my mind that, we couldn't do this or we couldn't do that or we could it was always okay let's figure out a way to do it and right. that was just our that was just our motto the whole the whole way through and the the program constantly evolved i mean we went from not having anything but a shed the baseball storage shed the first year to a 40 by 60 pole barn <laughs> that was not I remember, enclosed. I remember the I remember the pictures <laughs> you sent me of your guys working out in there and I thought, you know, that's pretty cool. It's kind of a it's kind of a muscle beach type, you know, yeah. outdoor yeah. Then, then you're thinking to yourself, Man, I can't wait to get an indoor weight room too. So <laughs> Oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Especially when it's cold. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. So so but it were hey, we there was, we had the philosophy we're just going to get it done. So the kids, I mean, they used to adapt, man. They, I mean, they might not like it either, but they, that's what they got. So they did it because we didn't complain about it. And yeah. that, I honestly, honestly, I think that's why we went undefeated the last year because of all the work and the work ethic and everything we did to get to that point. Um, you know, that third year we inherited a, school that we were going to remodel but 
you know, this is now three moves in three years, okay? Yeah. We started out at one school that was brand new. We went to a remodeled school year two, went to another school year three that had not started the remodel because we're growing so fast, right? And now yeah. you look at us and we have a nice brand new remodeled field house. It's top of the line. We have the best turf field in the state, probably the coolest light show in the state. I can walk right outside my office door and throw a rock to the field. Never have to paint lines. Never have to worry about lights. Can turn the lights on from my phone. Um, you don't have to worry about, you don't have to worry about mowing either, right? We talked about that. No mowing. Mow. Uh, no mow. <laughs> I did. I did enough of that the first uh, four years. So. <laughs> um, yeah. But but yeah. So that's the that you know. I, I, you know I, everything I'm saying at the point is that we just didn't. And if I'll be honest, I didn't have a clue what kind of, you know, obstacles we were going to face, you know, going into it. But I think that this can be applied to everything. I mean, if you if you just are determined that you can figure out a way, I mean, it, it doesn't matter, you know, what it is. Um, you can figure it out. I mean, a lot of people didn't know that our practice field, when they were building our field last year during the season, um, you know, we didn't have an irrigation system on it. And it was so dry that, there was starting to create cracks in the ground that, you know, we're afraid the kids are going to turn our ankles. So we, we pivoted and we figured out a baseball field that was nearby and we contacted the guy that owned it. It was a right league baseball field and we went to practice there for three weeks until they finished our field. Like nobody, nobody sees that stuff because at the end of the day, no. it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's just about the result. So what are you going to do to get the result up then? So. And I and I totally agree with you. I think the one thing that you do, the one thing that 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 it does for your program, is it brings your kids closer together. And your mm-hmm. kids are like, all right, we can do this. We can work this. You know, we started, we started. I, I was thinking with my wife the other day and said, I'm gonna write a book one day, and I'm gonna I'm gonna call it from from closet to conference championship. I said because we started <laughs> in a closet. And I said, our kids never, ever complained about it. Now, our coaches, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, we, we did. We did. We were like, man, what? because we had we knew what it was like to have a field house and what it was like to have a weight yeah. room and what it was like to have all that stuff. But our kids just kind of were like, hey, let's go. Let's just do this. And, you know, it, it, it just started going, you know, one thing after the other. You're talking about equipment. I mean, I don't think people have any clue how – when you when you start talking about outfitting a program from everything from knee pads to shoulder pads to practice pants to game pants to helmets, uh, I mean the stuff that that I had mm-hmm. taken for granted that I had at my previous school. You know, we had two sleds, we had you know anything we'd need. But you know that school had also been there for fifty years, so you just mm-hmm. kind of accumulate it as you go. Now, one of the things I think you guys have done a great job of. Uh, is branding. I mean, you know, you guys have, uh, uh, you know, gotten the, 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 the Pike Road brand out there, uh, social media. You know, I saw a picture of your, your field house and your weight room. And I mean, I think today that's, that's a very, very, very underrated thing that people don't think about very much, uh, is getting your name out in the community for other people to see. You know, and you guys have done a done a really good job of that. I think you guys are 
one of the few schools that are Jordan brand now, right? Isn't that right? Right. Yes, sir. One of um, one of two hundred in the country, and you know, we did a poll with our kids. You know, when we gave them all the different brands when we were looking at signing a potential deal, and um, it was overwhelming how many kids. You know, we didn't have Jordan on the list. I mean, it was. Um, Nike, Adidas, and, and Under Armour. Okay, right. And you know, we we started out in a battle deal mainly because they were new and we were new, and uh, it was an experimental deal. But at the end of the day, it's all about what, what the kids want. It's overwhelming how many of them wanted Nike, and they quickly all said, "You know, but we really like to have Jordan." So, and and the kids, you know, they. They see Nike and Jordan kind of as one anyway, one yeah. brand. Um, so we started doing well during the season of um, the first season. And we did taper off, but I guess a lot of people saw the the potential. And, um, you know, we were approached early in the summer about you know, doing a, a, a potential Jordan deal. You know, we were, uh, and we were kind of like piloting, I guess that's the best word to use, some of the, some right. of the gear. You know, we had, we had some of the coaching gear and then it was actually made official, um, after the season ended. So I guess that, they were kind of giving us a test run just like we were giving them a test run. Um, and luckily we had a good year. And, uh, you know, we're, like I said, we're going to be, you know, one of the only schools in the country in a, you know, Jordan. Uniform next year with, uh, you know, Jordan gear and, you know, I don't know how that's all going to be affected. I think, I think all 200 Jordan schools right now probably don't have access to, <laughs> to buy the stuff yeah. just because of COVID-19 <laughs> right now. But, um, yeah. it's important, you know, mainly because kids, you know, they, they like it. And, and if you feel, if you look good, you're going to feel better. You're going to play better. I mean, I'm, I'm a big believer in that. I mean, that's just that's yeah. just my philosophy. And you go back to branding. You know, we could have all this, and if you're not, if we're not telling our story, somebody else is in the wrong way. Probably perfect example. What drove us to really do social media? Somebody had created a Pike Road football, and it was basically a fan account on Instagram. And this was three years ago. And I was getting yeah. calls about the content on there, and it was misspelled and wasn't, it looked good. It looked good, um, but it didn't look professional at times. I guess that's the best way to say it. And I called Instagram right. to try to get control of it, but, you know, we, we have no rights to it, really. And so I made a decision then after that summer that we, we were going to get a hold of the social media. And I, I think, you know, doing that and coupling our, our branding into the social media platforms, I think it's made a big difference in our, in our image. And, you know, that, that's, um, that's, that's a hard thing to do, especially at the high school level, even at the college level, is how do people see you? And I think yeah. as time goes on, you know, people see us as a reputable program that's doing everything we possibly can do. To create the best experience for our athletes. And that's what we want to, that's what we want to be known as. You know, that's why, you know, we have a light show at our stadium. That's why, 
you know, we're adding, we're going to be the only, one of the only schools from the south with the colored lights. We're adding those to the stadium. Um, it's about the high school experience, you know, that's, and I know if I was a player and I try to put myself in their shoes, you know, what would I like if I was them? And yeah. you know, all the stuff we're doing is not just what I would want. I think it's what any player would want. I think, I mean, you're exactly right because it's about, you know, you want in, in today's high school times, you know, you want kids to say, man, I want to do that. I want to, I want to run out through those lights, that light show. I want to, I want to do that mm-hmm. on a Friday night. You know, I want to be a part of that. And then that becomes, you know, just helps you spread your brand. You know, I, I was, uh, I was at a, uh, a Glazer clinic this past year. And, and since I had done a startup program, they asked me to speak on, some of the things about, uh, you know, starting a program. And I said, you know, guys here, I'm 50 years old. So social media to me was not out there when I first started. And I said, but I do know that kids are extremely involved in it. So I've got a couple of younger coaches on my staff and man, they do an incredible job on social media, promoting our, our academics, our athletics, our school. And, and I said, that's the, that's the, the avenue that you have to take these days because that's important to kids. Like you said, that mm-hmm. how they see your school and how they see your program is important to them. And they're, you know, to be truthful, there, there are elementary kids and middle school kids right now that are trying to make a decision about, you know, do I want to go here? Do I want to go there? Do I want to be a part of this or that? And I think that, uh, you know, by doing that with social media, it gives, it gives a chance to get what, like you said, the true message that you want to give mm-hmm. out there. You know, that's, that's the, I think that's huge. So, uh, how's your, uh, in, in terms of growing your program, how's that going for you in terms of, you know, numbers and, uh, and things like that? Yeah, they've gotten better every year. Um, what's interesting is, you know, the, the, we, we were just ranked as the fastest growing town in the state of Alabama. So, and we've gotten move-ins every year just by really default because everything is getting pushed to that east side of Montgomery County where we're located. And you know, I, I, I don't know how that's going to be affected this year. You know, the numbers should be skewed because of uh, COVID-19. But, you know, so far, you know, we're looking at a trend of, you know, every year our numbers steadily go up. Um yeah. You know, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I, and I really think that's there's twofold to it. One is the location. I think that's probably the most important factor. Um, yeah. You know, we're the only city school in the county. You know, there's there's six, I think six private schools that are AHSAA. There's five um, public schools and MPS that are high schools, and then there's us. And again, we're the only. Um, city school in, in this county, which, you know, that helps a ton from, um, multiple different facets. But, you know, lo- looking at just everything we talked about, I truly believe, obviously, winning takes care of a lot, right? Oh, yeah. But then no the doubt. factor <laughs> of the, of the branding and all the other stuff, I, there's not, there's not a doubt that's contributed to, more kids wanting to come out, especially in the younger grades. Uh, you know, one thing we're going to start, and I, I stole this from a, uh, another buddy of mine, he, he's in another school, is, 
you know, to create more awareness and excitement. You know, they're basically selling for case through six, uh, a t-shirt to, um, each, each kid that wants to buy it. And that t-shirt is their game ticket to get in all year. And they'll do different nights where, yeah, man, they'll have it where, uh, they wear those shirts on Fridays and, of certain nights so they get to come pregame and stay on the sideline with their parents and um, anything I think we can do to get the kids in and excited at a young age. You know, we started our youth league three years ago and that's helped a ton. They're wearing Patriot uniforms, kindergarten, all the way up to when they graduate. So yeah, <laughs> I, I give you I a good feeling when you get out <laughs> around town and oh, start man. That from young kids. <laughs> oh, man. We do Absolutely. something. We do, we do a little league camp uh, every year. We did this at, at, at when I was at North, too. But, uh, and so we do uh, uh, the little league camp to get the kids involved and, uh, you know, real inexpensive. Obviously, get them shirts and do that. And then, then when the season starts, we have a community night where we get the the local teams to come out all the way from, uh, you know, little league to middle school and try to introduce those kids. Cause like you said, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's about the experience getting those kids, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we're meeting with our rising eighth graders now, because, or rising ninth graders, excuse me, because, you know, we, we weren't able to go to school and meet with them like we normally are, but it's just pretty neat to hear those kids, you know, say, man, I'm excited to get going. I'm excited to get to the high school. I'm excited to play football. You know, I, that, that's, as a coach, that's what you want it to be about. And especially because all we hear all the time is about how the participation is going down. It's going down in football. People are worried about all these things. But, but around here, we haven't seen that. And I mean, I'm, and obviously mm-hmm. you have, you hadn't seen that either. So, you know, I think that's pretty neat. So, uh, absolutely. Uh, now one of the things I'm jealous about now, you guys have already started, uh, you know, your workouts. And obviously with the restrictions that you have and doing those things. So, uh, uh, you know, um, you and I have spoken a few times since you started and I've got to watch some of your film and, uh, I'm just really jealous of that because I'm ready to get back out there and, uh, you know, get around my kids and get to working with those guys, uh, a little bit. So, uh, yeah, we're getting closer, closer yeah. every day. <laughs> yeah. We're, I'll be honest with you. The, the, the new regulations are tough. Um, you know, after every set, we got to wipe down. You know, all our kids have face masks. Um, you know, they, they, they wear them at appropriate times. They, they, they're using hand sanitizer constantly. They're doing everything they're supposed to do. And the coaches are too. They're doing, they're doing a fantastic job. Is there some extra hoops to go jump through? Man, it, the, the amount of time we have to get up there early is unbelievable just to make sure we're pulling it off and still able to run efficiently. But, you know, I look at that and I look at what Georgia and you guys are having to do right now. And it's, man, I'd, I'd take what we're doing 10 times over. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, oh it's, yeah. It's, it's tough. I mean, well, the, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to have to change. We're going to have to adapt. No doubt about it. Uh, you know, and, and what, what it's going to look like is going to be different. And I think that we just all, like you said, the kids, the coaches, we just all have to come, come to grips with the fact that we're going to have to make some changes, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of, in terms of, uh, hand washing, in terms of, uh, uh, you know, locker room sanitation. And, and I think that's going to help 
us with a lot of different things in the future. But, uh, you know, like, like I said, just getting out there to me is, uh, is going to be the exciting part. And, uh, we're looking at, uh, at about two and a half weeks now. So, uh, like I tell our kids every time they ask me, I say, we're getting closer every day. <laughs> so I don't know what else to say to you, but we're getting closer every day. So, uh, uh, yeah. yeah well, um, yeah, I appreciate you, uh, your, sharing your time with us today. And, uh, I'm going to do a couple of, uh, uh, a couple of housekeeping things here as we go off, but, uh, I appreciate you coming on the podcast today and sharing with us. And, uh, well, you know, like you and I talked about before, you know, maybe, uh, uh, after, after the season's over, uh, maybe we can get together and do maybe a little bit more scheme talk and, uh, you know, do some things like that and share some stuff with our listeners. But, uh, I think this will be, uh, this will be good and this will be enjoyable, uh, an enjoyable podcast. Absolutely. And man, I appreciate having me on. And if anybody wants my information, um, let me give out my cell phone number. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, give, give, give them your, uh, your, your Twitter, your Twitter handle, where they can reach out through Twitter. Uh, yeah. We have a lot of guys that listen to this, to, to this, and then uh, an email address yeah. if you want to. But most of our guys give out their Twitter Twitter handle, and uh, I'll put that up on our on our website too. So, yeah, this is pretty easy. It's at Coach PSB, and it's P is in Patrick, S is in Stephen, B is in Browning. And then my email address is also coachpsb at gmail.com. All right. Good deal. Good deal. Well, uh, folks, I'd like to thank you for listening to the podcast today. If you have any ideas, uh, or any questions you'd like to, uh, uh, get to us, coach has given you his, uh, you know, his Twitter and his contact information. If you have any questions for us, uh, you can hit us up on our Twitter, which is, uh, at fbcoachescorner uh, or email us at fbcoachescorner at gmail.com. Uh, visit our website, guys. We've had a lot of traffic on our website this past couple, uh, you know, weeks, and uh, we appreciate that. But our website is footballcoachescorner.com, and uh, we have everything from video scout checklists. We got a couple of uh, templates on there that you can download. All of our podcasts are on there. If uh, this is your first time listening to us, please hit the subscribe button, leave us a review. Uh, this will help us move our podcast up the rankings, and uh, feel free to share our podcast with anybody that you uh, know would enjoy it. Uh, if you have any topics you'd like for us to cover in the future, just just hit us up through Twitter or email, and we'd be glad to uh, uh, talk about any of those topics. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, continue to coach with pride, passion, and a purpose. Mm-hmm.